Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 40 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and, of course, you, the listener. You make this ministry possible, and I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about weariness. What is it? What causes it? And we're going to give some keys to helping overcome it. Have you ever been weary? And when I say weary, I don't mean tired. We've all been tired. We get tired from a hard day's work. And there's something very rewarding about that kind of tired where we work and we see the accomplishment of our labor and we go to bed and we wake up refreshed. God made a way for us to recuperate from a hard day's work. Our body requires rest. However, I'm not talking about tired. I'm talking about weary. Now, many times in our English culture, we use these words interchangeably, but they're really not the same. There's a huge difference between being physically tired and being mentally, emotionally, or spiritually weary. A good night's sleep will help take care of being physically exhausted, but let me tell you, I've been to bed and slept for hours and still woke up mentally weary because there's a difference. Weariness is kind of like physical tiredness, except it affects your mind instead of your muscles. Emotional weariness is a very real challenge each and every one of us face. Weariness feels like the life has drained out of you. No matter how much rest you've had, to still just feel like you have this brain drain where everything feels like it's in slow motion. And when you're this type of weary, it does not just affect your emotions, it affects your spirit. And so we need to find the answer for this so that we can get out of that weariness and begin to accomplish the thing that God has called us to accomplish. There are a few causes of weariness, and we certainly won't have time to cover all of them, but a few examples of the things that cause weariness is just the result of having to handle complex life situations. When we try to handle them on our own, we get very weary. Weariness can be the result of extended seasons of sickness, grief, anxiety, or constant struggle. And these constant struggles result in us having these feelings of burnout. It's literally our body, our mind, staying in a constant state of alert mode, leaving us 
feeling exhausted. Many times we suffer with this for an extended period of time and do not even realize it because many times we think that this feeling is just our new norm. This causes excessive worry and anxiety. And those are things that God really wants to help us deal with because if we live with these extended seasons of weariness, they can cause us to feel numb. I don't want to get to the place that I'm just numb. I want to be able to be sensitive to others, sensitive to my own needs, and also sensitive to the moving of the Spirit. Numbness causes me to miss what God is doing in a service. I've seen people that If you just looked at them on the outside, you would think, why are they not responding? Why are they not moving? Why are they not doing what they know to do during a church service? Well, there's many reasons for that, and many of them has nothing to do with rebellion. It could be that they are facing a weariness season. They are now weary in their mind, and it is very difficult to respond the way you even want to when you're so weary because you're facing this emotional numbness. And we have to war against that because it bleeds over into our spirit. Now, there's a reason that a lot of people will not deal with the fact that they are weary. But why would anybody not want to admit it? Well, because we have associated weariness with weakness. We think, well, if I'm weary, it just means that I'm mentally weak, and I don't want anybody to think I'm mentally weak, and so I will just suffer in silence and not really deal with this spiritual weariness that I'm going through because I don't want anybody to look at me and go, well, I thought they were stronger than that. So we need to get this settled. Weary does not mean weak. Just because you feel mentally and spiritually exhausted does not mean that you are a weak-minded person. Matter of fact, Isaiah says in Isaiah 40 and verse number 30, even the youth shall faint and be weary. That word youth there is a word that means someone not just young, but someone that is at the prime of their strength. So even the strong can faint and be weary. So let's get that out of our mind right now. Just because you feel weary does not mean that you are a weak person. As long as you continue to think that being weary means I'm weak-minded, then the enemy will keep you from opening yourself up and coming to a place where God can strengthen you and heal you. We need to get to the place that we do not care what anyone else thinks. We have to take care of ourselves emotionally and spiritually because if we don't, we're going to miss out with God. I don't want that for you. I don't want you to keep suffering with something that you can overcome. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for you to step into great things, but the enemy wants to come in and intimidate you and make you feel like, well, they will think I'm weak. No, just because you're weary does not mean 
that you are weak. And it's time to get that in your mind and say, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. If that means talking to someone, if that means coming to an altar, if it means all of the above, I'm going to do that because my mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being is so important that I must get beyond the idea that just because I'm weary means I'm weak. You're not weak. Matter of fact, weary by definition alone cannot mean that you are weak. Let's look at the definition of weary. Weary means that you have excessive exhortation. That means that you had to be strong enough to exert yourself to an excessive level. So by definition alone, weary cannot mean weak. You're still here. That means you're stronger than you feel. You're doing better than you think. In 1942, a well-known writer by the name of C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Screwtape Letters. And in that book, he wrote 31 fictional but powerful letters between a senior demon and his understudy. And the letters cover 31 different ways to distract, discourage, and pull a Christian away from God. And interestingly enough, one of those letters reveals the plan of the enemy, and it is to put noise into this world. Noise, well, you may be thinking, noise, what, what do you mean noise? Well, noise, distraction, it's noise of fear, noise of anxiety, noise of depressions, noise of troubles, noise on the job, noise of sicknesses. There's noise everywhere, noise all around, and each one of those noises is vying for a portion of our time, our emotions, and our thinking. So there's noise all around us. And when I read that, I thought in my mind, C.S. Lewis wrote that in 1942. That was over 80 years ago. If C.S. Lewis thought the world was filled with noise in 1942, can you imagine what he would think of the day that we're living in now? We are inundated with so much noise that it is hard to decipher what is real from what is not. Now, let me tell you, that is the very point of the enemy, to waste and spend our energy trying to decipher the noise. And as long as there's noise in the world, the enemy will attempt to use that noise to distract us from hearing the voice of the Lord. So much noise, it becomes difficult to hear when God is speaking to us into our spirit. But I want you to know now that we have seen the plan of the enemy, we must get to the place that we go, I'm not going to allow this noise to keep me from hearing from God. Each one of us has noise in our lives, and it may vary according to our own circumstances. But trust me, we have the noise of pain, the noise of grief, all of this noise that comes in and tries to cloud our mind, navigating through the noise causes weariness in our spirit. Weariness is nothing new to our generation. 
There are many biblical examples of those that dealt with these things that attack their mind and cause weariness to come over them. We can look at the life of David. His life was not without struggle. David reveals in Psalms chapter 69, verse 1, he said, Save me, O God, for the waters are come in up to my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am coming to deep waters where the floods overflow me. Verse 3 said, I am weary of my crying. My throat is dried. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. Perhaps no other psalm carries the sense of sorrow in a more profound or intense measure. The soul of the singer pours itself out in unrestrained, unabandoned to the overflowing and terrible grief which consumes it. In other psalms, David rejoiced at being set upon a rock. Here he is in the opposite position, sinking down in the mud and mire where there is no standing. David said, I am weary with my crying. And I have to ask, David, you're a powerful king. Why are you so weary? Well, if you look at David's life, you'll find that it's understandable. David's life had been filled with battles. It started with bear and a lion. It then went to Goliath, and there was that whole Saul thing chasing him, trying to kill him. Then there's Philistines, and there's Amalekites. There's rebellions, and there's inner turmoil. David was weary from years of battle. Yet David concludes Psalm 69 in a powerful way. He says the voice of joy and praise in an assurance that God would help and secure him. He said in verse 30, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. The first thing that we must do to overcome weariness is respond to it with praise and thanksgiving to magnify God. Now, how do we magnify a God that's already greater than everything? Because we're not magnifying him bigger than what he already is in the world. We're magnifying him bigger than the trouble that is in our mind and in our spirit. We are placing him back in his rightful position in our lives. When we begin to praise, when we offer thanksgiving to him, we are then declaring him greater than my struggles with pain, with my suffering, with my mourning, with my grief, with my anxieties. We are declaring God greater. We are exalting him above our problems. That is what we must do to begin the process of coming out of weariness. How are we going to overcome weariness? We're going to find a way to keep on praising. We're going to find a way to keep on lifting him up because that begins the process of us overcoming the very causes of our weariness. I love that David could in his life in Psalm 69 and verse 3 admit, I am weary of crying. And then by the time he gets to Psalm 69 and 30, he said, 
I will praise the name of God. Somewhere between the admission of weariness, there comes the reliance and assurance that if I will praise God, I will come out of this weariness. And the same is true for us. So the first stage is something we can do. We, like David, lift God up with praise and thanksgiving. The second stage of coming out of weariness is to receive a strengthening word from the Lord. No wonder the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah that the Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. God will give us a word in our season of weariness. And we find an example of this with Elijah. Elijah was a prophet called by God. He was bold. He was powerful. He could build altars. He could call out the enemy. And he could call down fire from heaven. But immediately after doing that, he gets a word that Jezebel is coming to kill him the next day. And what does this powerful man of God do? He flees to the wilderness where the Bible says that he fell asleep and an angel woke him up. 1 Kings 19 verses 1 through 18 tells us this story. The angel wakes him up and feeds him. And Elijah gets up and journeys further into the wilderness and falls asleep again. And an angel wakes him up again and says, eat this. You need to be sustained for the journey. Now, let's take this and break it down. He is not just tired. He is weary because tired is remedied with sleep. But he sleeps twice and wakes up still wanting to die. He says, I've had enough. I called down this fire. I was used of God, but now I'm running in the wilderness and I want to die. Those extremes are not just caused by a hard day's work. Those extremes are caused by an extended period of weariness. That's why it's important to recognize it and then get through it. It goes beyond just being tired physically. There is a weariness that comes because of the noise of life. Jezebel's coming. She's going to kill you. And Elijah rises up and flees, and he wants to die. But I want you to notice, there came a moment that the Lord began to move. And the Bible says that there was a still, small voice. It was so when Elijah heard it, he was able to wrap his face with the mantle and he rose up and went out of the cave because God was speaking to him. He was able to rise up at the word of God in his deep weariness, in his state of depression and anxiety when there was a still small voice and he was able to hear it. It was then that he gets a word of the Lord and that word was, I have yet 7,000 in Israel that have not bowed a knee 
to Baal. That is the encouraging word of the Lord. Elijah felt alone. His weariness made him feel isolated and made him want to give up. It exacerbated his depression. But when you can get a word from God, that's why the enemy puts so much noise in our lives. He does not want us to hear that still small voice, but it's time that you understand that when you do your part, worship, God will do his part. Speak to us. We get ourselves in a place where the noise no longer affects us. We can still hear the still small voice. I hear the word of the Lord speaking to some of you right now. Come out of your weariness. I hear the word of the Lord speaking to you. Come out of your grief. Come out of your mourning. Come out of your pain. Come out right now. I hear the word of the Lord speaking to your weariness, and I want you to be able to get into a place that you can hear that word from the Lord. A word from God for the weary changes everything. We find this to be the case all throughout the New Testament. There are many examples where Jesus helped the weary and gave them a word that led to their healing. The refreshing comes to the weary by the word of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, we find many that were possessed, many that had needs. And the Bible says, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. There is something about a word for the weary. Isaiah had it right. A word fitly spoken at the right moment can help the weary. God has a word for you, listener, right now. Just like he had a word for the leper that came to him and said, Lord, if thou wilt, the word for the weary leper was I will. The Lord had a word for a widow struggling in her grief, and the word to her weary soul was, weep not. And he told her child to arise, and he obeyed. God had a word for her weariness, weep not. When the disciples were in a storm and they were afraid for their lives, the Lord had a word in their weariness, peace, be still. There was a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years, weary with trying to find healing, but the Lord had a word for her weariness. Be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. When Jairus desperately needed Jesus to heal his dying daughter, Jesus had a word in the midst of his weariness. The damsel is not dead. And we know that the Lord lifted her up. When the disciples were afraid in the storm, the Lord had a word for their weariness. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. When the lady that had been bent over for 18 long years, weary in her condition, comes in contact with Jesus, the Lord has a word for her weariness. Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. God has a word for you in the midst of your weariness. When you begin to do your part worship, God will do his part speak. And when God speaks a word, you can rest 
in that word. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 29 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. You can rest in his word. Rest. How do I R-E-S-T, rest. First, reflect on past victories. Second, encourage yourself in the Lord. Third, spiritual refreshing, as Isaiah 28, verse 11 and 12 declares. And fourth, trust God. We become weary when we try to handle these situations on our own. But God has rest for our weary souls. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. I want to pray that God would strengthen you right now because we live in a day filled with noise. And God wants to give you a word, a still, small voice that will speak through the noise and encourage you to rise beyond your weariness. Lord, I'm asking you right now to please touch every listener. God, we acknowledge that this world and our lives are filled with noise, and we understand now that the enemy will use this noise to try to cloud our mind and hearts to where we cannot recognize your still small voice. But God, I pray right now that you would bring a calm to the noise just as you brought a calm to the storm and that we could then hear your still small voice telling us to arise. God, I pray for the listener right now that they could hear that voice and they would arise out of their weariness and they would become all that you have called them to be because we know you are on our side. And... As always, thank you so much for listening. And in the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at buildinggreatlivespodcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 